Welcome to Calvary Church. Please take a Bible and turn to Mark chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the rack in front of you. Uh, and in the church Bibles, that's page 813. Mark chapter 2. Last week, we looked at a very important from teaching from Jesus. In Mark 2, verse 22, Jesus says, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Last week, we did a scientific experiment that was meant to show what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about new wine. And we had a chemical reaction between yeast and hydrogen peroxide, which expanded rapidly. And the visual picture was new wine is expanding, and it's a metaphor or a symbol for Jesus, that in Jesus is life. And the picture last week was that uh, that life is expanding and you can't contain that, uh, it overflows. This week we'd like to do a second part to that experiment and what we'd like to focus on this week is not so much the new wine portion, but the wineskins portion of Jesus' teaching. <clears throat> For this experiment we need it to be outside. So we'll be doing it out here and you'll be in the safety of the sanctuary watching. Today's experiment's going to be a little different. Instead of yeast, for logistical reasons, we're going to have to use potassium iodide. And that's because for our old wineskin, I'm going to use a plastic Diet Coke bottle. And I need to put the potassium iodide into the cap. And so yeast won't work that way. It's the same reaction, gas is being given off. But to simulate the old wineskin, we're going to use a rigid plastic uh, Diet Coke bottle with the cap on and we're going to see what happens when you put new wine into an old wineskin. So let me grab the supplies. We have here a regular uh, Diet Coke bottle, some 30% hydrogen peroxide solution, and some potassium iodide. <clears throat> so we'll put in our hydrogen peroxide into the Coke bottle. And then the potassium iodide we'll put in the cap. Okay. So I'm going to move these out of the way. And now I'm going to attempt to put the cap on and screw it tight uh, very quickly. and then get out of the way. And this is what happens when you put new wine into an old wineskin. For this part of the experiment, we're going to simulate putting new wine into new wineskins and still using a Diet Coke bottle. Instead of a cap, I'm going to put a balloon on top. So let me grab the supplies for that. We have our hydrogen peroxide again, our potassium iodide, orange balloon, Diet Coke bottle, funnel. We're going to pour in some of our potassium iodide. Then some hydrogen peroxide into the bottle. 
And now we're going to put the balloon on top, dump the potassium iodide into the bottle. And that is what happens when you put new wine into new wineskins. I'm forced to tell you as a way of disclaimer, please don't try that at home. So <clears throat> that bottle really did explode. It wasn't really dangerous. But uh, yeah, please don't do that at home. <clears throat> Number two, let's pray together. And then we'll uh, continue on in God's word. <clears throat> Father, thank you for science. You've created all things. And Lord, uh, everything in this life is a teaching opportunity to learn more about you. And Lord, uh, we thank you for the <clears throat> opportunity to have not only metaphors from ancient times of new wine and old wineskins, uh, but even ways to simulate that today. Lord, I pray that as we open your word, God, and as we try to understand this teaching, Jesus, that you would be present with us through your spirit and that you would be teaching us, your disciples, uh, just as you did in the book of Mark. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Let us understand, Lord, uh, what it is that you're saying about new wineskins and about how life works that way. And we pray that, uh, Jesus, that we would, in, in all of this, bring you honor and glory as we live our lives after the model you set for us uh, during your time here on earth. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, hopefully you're still in Mark chapter 2. Last week we looked at a very important teaching about new wine and wineskins and I told you that there were uh, sort of four stories that kind of surrounded and illustrated that teaching. We're going to go back over that teaching again, as you saw, and then cover the second half of the four stories that are meant to illustrate and explain that. Last week, we did the experiment, as you saw, and life overflowed, and we were really focusing on the fact that in Jesus, we have life. And when Jesus comes to live in our hearts and comes to be part of who we are, uh, it overflows in life. This week, we're focusing not so much on the new wine portion as on the wineskin portion. And you can see that uh, when you have this expanding life in a rigid wineskin, it explodes. That's what Jesus says. The wineskin burst and the wine runs everywhere. When you have it in a more flexible structure, like with a balloon or a new wineskin, there is room for that life to expand, and you don't have an explosion. Now, we did have to actually do that experiment a couple of times to get the balloon not to explode. Uh, but the idea is, is that it's able to flex and fill with life. Last week, we understood, well, that's what the teaching means. What does it refer to? Well, we want to ask that same question again this week. The new wine refers to Jesus and the life that we get when we put our faith in him. The question is, what do the wineskins refer to? We know what Jesus means, but what is he talking about? Well, if you think about that illustration, what wineskins are meant to do is they're meant to bring structure or contain things that would normally overflow. And so in the little inset picture of my son James, uh, who I think you saw Abigail last week, uh, first service got James. So it just, life was just overflowing. 
the balloon captured that same life except it was able to contain it. That's what wineskins do is they hold it in. Jesus doesn't say no one puts new wine onto a table. You put it into a new wineskin to hold it. So that refers to the things that we have in our lives that bring structure. So for example, if you remember, the illustration or the, the topic that caused Jesus to do this teaching was a question about fasting. Fasting is a religious observation. It's something that helps us structure our engagement with God. If you choose a particular day of the week in which you're not going to eat and instead you're going to take that time to pray, that's bringing structure to what would ordinarily be something that might overflow everywhere. And that time of fasting helps you organize your prayer life. Same way today is the first week of Advent. We all know the Christmas season is crazy. There's all sorts of stuff going on. What Advent is meant to do, it's a wineskin. It's meant to bring structure to an otherwise crazy season. Four weeks, we focus on hope, peace, joy, and love. We think about Christ's first coming, and we also think about his second coming. Advent brings structure to the Christmas season. It causes it not to just simply happen, but to happen in, like in a balloon, a sort of controlled but expanding kind of way. There are lots of wineskins in life, not just fasting or Advent, but schedules. Schedules are wineskins. If you didn't have any schedule for the day, the day would just sort of happen. Your schedule is meant to bring some structure to it. If you're a teacher or a student, lesson plans, that's a wineskin. They help organize the material that needs to be taught. If you're a college student or a college professor, a syllabus, that's a wineskin. There's so much learning that could take place in any different class. The syllabus helps bring some structure to it. A diet plan or a workout plan, those are wineskins. There's lots of food out there. There's lots of exercises that you can do. An eating plan or a workout plan helps bring some structure to those kinds of things. Policies are wineskins. Procedures are wineskins. Constitutions are wineskins. Guidelines, financial plans, best practices, orders of service, church liturgies. These are all wineskins. Life is full of wineskins. And that's because without them, life would just overflow. And so in our passage, Jesus has three principles he wants us to understand about how wineskins in our lives are supposed to work. The calendars, the structures, the policies, the constitutions, the rules. How are those things supposed to be a part of our life? Well, let's read our full passage and then we'll go through those three principles. So verse 23, just after Jesus gets done saying, no, they pour new wine into new wineskins, he goes on and says, one Sabbath Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? 
In the days of Abiathar the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. In these two stories, the wineskin is the Sabbath. The Sabbath was something that God gave to the Jewish people to bring structure and order to their weekly schedules. Every seven days they had a Sabbath. And what the Sabbath was meant to do was it was to be the high point of the end of a week and the beginning of a new week. And you and I know that without some sort of schedule in life, the weeks just sort of go on and all the days sort of run together. The Sabbath for the Jewish person was the wineskin. And the question is, is Jesus is not just talking about Sabbath here. He's talking about wineskins and all sorts of calendars and procedures and rules and guidelines and lesson plans and diet plans. All the things that we use in life to bring structure to our life. And he has three principles for us this morning about these wineskins. Number one, wineskins are a blessing from God. Wineskins are a blessing from God. Verse number 27. The Sabbath was made for man. In other words, God created wineskins and has given them to us as a gift. Lesson plans are a gift. Without them, how would a teacher organize all the stuff that she or he is going to be teaching on a given day? There's way too much material that could be taught. A syllabus is a blessing from God. It helps a student or the professor plan out when are you supposed to be working on the research essay? When are you supposed to be preparing for the test? When are we going to cover which material? That's a blessing from the Lord. A workout plan is a blessing from God. There's a million different things you could do to exercise. You could try to figure out every day, what am I supposed to do? A workout regime, a plan that you can follow, that's a gift from the Lord. It helps bring structure to the physical exercise that you're trying to do. Your weekly schedule. That can be a blessing from the Lord. This is why often for parents with kids in school, summer can be crazy. As crazy, as wonderful as summer is, the reason it's crazy is, is the wineskin is gone. The sort of regular routine, the structure that helps organize and plan things is gone. For a new mother, 
your baby being on a schedule. That's a blessing from God, am I right? Yes, that that baby would sleep at certain times and eat at certain times. This is new life, and that baby is overflowing with life and a schedule that helps bring some of the craziness of being a new mom or a new dad into order. That's a blessing. That's a gift from God. Our church, we, we typically follow a relatively similar structure every week. We have singing. We have prayers. We take an offering. There's a sermon. The sermon's normally at the end. An order of service is a blessing from God. It helps you to know, okay, well, it's about sermon time, or this is about what's going to happen at this time. Wineskins are a gift from the Lord. The Sabbath was made for us. Lisa and I have a Sabbath. Ours is Friday. Uh, we tend to run it from 8.30 to 3.30. Our kids are in school during that time. And it's a time that we've set apart where we're not going to do any work. I tend not to take my phone with me. We often will go on a date for lunch on Friday. Uh, we do a prayer walk together, uh, she and I. We went to a movie this past Friday. We tend to do things that are enjoyable and relaxing. That's the point. And I got to tell you, it's amazing. It's a huge blessing from the Lord. And sometimes on Tuesday night and late night elder meetings or on Wednesday night here at church stuff or Thursday, I'm thinking to myself, but Friday's coming. That's a gift from God. It brings some structure to the week. Otherwise, one day turns into the next and you keep working and working and working. And you know as well as I do, there's always more work to do, whether at home or at jobs or whatever. It's a gift from God to be able to bring some order and some structure. And at least on Fridays, from 8.30 to 3.30, we can turn off the phones and we can leave things aside and we can just enjoy the fact that we weren't put on this earth simply to work. That's the first principle. Wineskins, structure, order, that's a blessing from God. You know what it's like to feel like things are out of control? like life is just overflowing, God has given us the gift of lesson plans, of workout plans, of schedules, of calendars, of holiday traditions, of yearly plans, of routines that we go through, of constitutions, of policies, of procedures, of job descriptions. There's a million different things you could do at your job. A job description helps bring some structure to that. So point number one, wineskins, are a gift from God. Principle number two. All wineskins are either old or new. Meaning, to unpack the metaphor, all wineskins are either rigid or flexible. There's no third category. There are old wineskins, which Jesus says are rigid, and there are new wineskins that are flexible. There are old wineskins that are like that Diet Coke bottle with the cap screwed on. And there are new wineskins that are like that balloon that can flex. For Jesus, the example that he uses in the first story is his disciples are going through some grain fields on the Sabbath and they start picking some food to eat it. The Pharisees, who I don't know if they're just trailing behind them or what, they're spying on them. For whatever reason, the Pharisees happen to be there. And they're like, uh-uh, uh, that's illegal. You can't do that. 
And Jesus says, well, wait a second. What about the story in the Old Testament? And he references a story from David's life in 1 Samuel 21. In that story, David, the future king of Israel, is on the run uh, from Saul, who is the current king of Israel, and also his father-in-law, and also the person that's supposed to be the righteous example of what it means to be a godly person in Israel. And so poor David, who's trying his best to obey the Lord, finds that this man, who is supposed to be his protector and his father-in-law and a godly example, is going to try to kill him. Well, David hasn't planned for this, because who would have expected that, that the king of Israel would hunt him down? And so David goes on the run when he finds us out. He takes some people with him, and all of a sudden they're on the road, and David thinks, we got to have some food. How are we going to feed these people? And so he does what you're supposed to do when you're hungry or when you don't know where to get help. He goes to church. And he goes to the priest's house, Abiathar the priest, and he says, we need some food. And Abiathar's like, I don't have any food. Well, except for the consecrated bread, the bread that nobody is allowed to eat except the priests. And David says, well, we got to have food. We'll take it. And Jesus says, not only did David eat it, he gave it to his companions as well. And Jesus commends him for doing this. Do you hear the flexibility? Do you hear the flexibility in the Old Testament? Let me give you another example. It's from the days of Hezekiah when he was king of Israel. For a long time before Hezekiah, we had lots of bad kings. As a result, nobody practiced the Passover in Israel. When Hezekiah shows up, he begins to reform the country. And he says, wait a second. The major event in Jewish history, the freedom, the exodus from Egypt, we're not celebrating Passover. So he reinstitutes the Passover. In 2 Chronicles 30, we get this very interesting description of what happens. He invites the whole nation to come and join him. It says, although most of the many people who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun, those are tribes of Israel, had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. So there were rules. If you're going to eat Passover, this is what you have to go through before you can eat it. They didn't follow those rules at all. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord who is good pardon everyone who sets their hearts on seeking God, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, even if they are not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. And then look what it says. And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. Do you feel the flexibility there? Do you feel the new wineskin feeling? There are written black and white rules about how to do Passover. Hezekiah says, Lord, I know there are. But these poor people, they haven't done this for years. They don't know what to do. It's not part of their routine. It's not part of their tradition. Can you meet them where they're at? And God says, I can flex for this. I can be merciful to them. That's what Jesus is saying is everything, every kind of rule, every kind of policy, every kind of procedure, every kind of structure can either be rigid or it can be flexible. If you have lesson plans for your classroom and something happens to change what you're supposed to talk about on that day, you can either say, I don't care, we're going to talk about what the paper says we're going to talk about, or you can flex with what's happening. And I probably don't need to ask the teachers here which one works better. 
if you normally go every year to your in-laws for Christmas Eve and you've got a tradition that you do every year, but this year, Christmas Eve happens to be on a Sunday and you have a responsibility to, to work at the church because you've signed up to do that, there's either a rigid application of that wineskin or there is a flexible application of that wineskin. And that's Jesus' point. Every kind of structure, every diet plan, every weight plan, every policy, every procedure, every constitution, every rule, every guideline, every financial plan, all these wonderful things, each one of them can either be applied rigidly or with flexibility. And if you apply them with flexibility, that's a new wineskin. And Jesus says, nobody puts new wine in an old wineskin. It bursts the bottle. No, you put new wine into new wineskins. Notice he doesn't say no wineskins. You put wine into something or it runs all over the place. You put it into flexible wineskins. Principle number three, the key to flexibility is submission to Jesus' lordship and motivation by love. Verse number 28 of Mark 2, well, back up to verse 27. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. In other words... Jesus says to the Pharisees, what are you telling me about these rules? I wrote them. I'm in charge of them. I get to decide how they're applied, when they're applied. I get to make the call because Jesus is Lord of all things. Do you know what this means? It means there is no schedule no calendar, no policy, no procedure, no job description, no constitution, no law, no rule that Jesus is not Lord of. He's Lord of your schedule. He's Lord of your traditions. He's Lord of, now hear me carefully, He's Lord of the U.S. Constitution. He is Lord over all rules, all laws, all wineskins. And the way to remain flexible is to remember He's Lord. And if he tells you to do something that the wineskin says you shouldn't, and you do it, that's how you remain flexible. We're coming near the end of this Grace Beyond Building project. I can tell you for a fact, as an eyewitness to all of those meetings, the elders and deacons and leadership structure of this church wanted desperately to know exactly how much this project was going to cost and where all the money was going to come from before we started. That was the plan. That's a good wineskin. It's a blessing from the Lord. When the Lord allows you to calculate how much it's going to cost to build a building and to know where that money's going to come from and when it's going to come in, that's a good thing. Thank Jesus for that. I begged him to give us that wineskin. What he made very clear was, no, the Israelites wandered into the Jordan River. They had to get their feet wet before the water parted. I'm not going to tell you where all the money's going to come from. I'm just going to ask you to obey. But, but, but Lord, nobody builds a tower without knowing where all the money's. Oh, I tell you, it'll come. I'm just not going to tell you how or when or where. He's Lord. It's his church. 
He can do what he wants. Listen, having good plans of what, that's a blessing from the Lord. But sometimes the Lord shows up and says, I'm bigger than your plans. I'm going to ask you to do something to stretch those wineskins. Likewise, there's a family in the church who the Lord motivated them to liquidate a portion of their retirement savings in a pre-retirement gift to Grace Beyond and incur the penalty for doing so. Now, the guideline, best practice, human wisdom of not normally taking retirement monies out pre-retirement unless for an emergency, that's a good wineskin. That's a blessing from the Lord. But sometimes Jesus wants to remind us that with all our financial plans, all our strategies, all our ways that we've got things calculated and worked themselves, he's Lord over those things. And today I would still recommend to you, you ought to, if you have retirement monies, that's great. You ought to follow good plans. You ought to not pull it out willy-nilly for whatever you feel like spending on. That's a good blessing from the Lord, but he's Lord over those accounts. And what that sometimes means is he says, I'd like some of that money. And the way we keep the wineskin flexible is we say, not my will, but yours be done. Or not my plans will, but yours be done. You say, well, how do I know if God's asking me to do that? Chapter 3, verse 4. Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? How do we submit our plans and schedules to God? It's through a motivation of love. Jesus wants to help this man. That cannot possibly be wrong. If your motivation for whatever it is you're going to do is based on love for God and love for others, you will always be right. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is no greater command than love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you are doing those things, you cannot be wrong. I want to say this very carefully. There are things that the U.S. Constitution says you cannot do. Or laws may say that you're not allowed to do. Now hear carefully what I'm saying. If your motivation is to love God and love your neighbor, not the way the world defines love, but the way God defines love, that supersedes everything else. How do you know what God might be calling you to do? Well, what's your motivation? If you've chosen a day of the week in which you fast and pray and you've set that day aside and that's been a blessing for you and every week when that day comes around you're very consistent in spending time with the Lord but you have a non-Christian friend you've been praying for and you want to share the gospel with them and so you've invited them to lunch and they say to you, well, the only day I can go to lunch is that day? Go! Love for them and their eternal. How do you know when to flex? Well, what's in their best interest? Is the best interest for you to keep your day so you can say, well, for the past 10 years, not once have I ever eaten on that day. No. The answer is they need Jesus. Go eat with them. If you're a vegetarian, that can be a wonderful wineskin from the Lord. 
But if you go to someone's house and they don't know you're a vegetarian and they serve you meat, and your motivation is, I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. Eat the meat. That's a motivation of love. You can't be wrong. And when you find yourself in a situation where your wineskin is coming up against the opportunity to love God or to love a neighbor, you always know when Jesus is asking you to flex because love will be the motivation. Jesus is sitting there on the Sabbath saying, you have got to be kidding me. This guy needs to be healed. What could possibly be a better day to heal him than the Sabbath? How did he know? Love. He's motivated by love. Three principles. Wineskins, meaning structure in life. Procedures, guidelines, job descriptions, schedules, traditions, calendars. Those are a blessing from the Lord. Number two, all wineskins are either rigid or they're flexible. The rigid ones burst. The flexible ones are a blessing. Number three, the key to flexibility is submitting to the lordship of Jesus and trying the best we can to love God and love others in the midst of it. So what do we do with this teaching? Two applications. One, some of us here this morning need more wineskins in our lives. What I mean by that is if your life feels like it's out of control, that's normal in the sense of life is designed to be out of control unless God gives you structures to help control life. They're a blessing from God. And you ought to ask him if your life feels out of control to please bless you with some more structure. Now careful what you ask for. But listen, I know what this is like. You know what this is like to feel like work, life, family, holidays, schedules, time, money. To just feel like, man, it is a tidal wave. Yes, God knows it's a tidal wave, and so he's designed these things into life. God created the Sabbath and gave it to mankind for our good. He'll create whatever it is you need in your life, calendars, structures, weight plans, whatever it may be, because they're a blessing from God. And if your life feels out of control, ask him for some wineskins. Jesus says, you put new wine into new wineskins. If you don't have any new wineskins, ask them for them. A few weeks ago, I encouraged you to get up early in the morning and pray. That's a wineskin. If you do that, you see what God wants to do? I'm trying to understand this. I was thinking through this even this morning, and it, and it struck me new. The reason why God calls us to get up early in the morning to pray to adopt that wineskin in our life is because he wants to pour more of Jesus' power and life into our lives, but he needs a wineskin to put it in. Otherwise, it will overwhelm us. And so if he's calling you, get up in the morning to pray, it's not because he's trying to beat you into being a disciplined person. It's because he's got new wine he wants to pour into your life, but currently... It'll just burst your life. And so if you're one of the people whose life feel out of control, 
whether it's your prayer life or your financial life or your yearly life or your daily life or your studies or whatever it may be, ask the Lord, please, Lord, create and give me some wineskins in my life. Second application. You and I may be people here this morning who need to be less rigid with the wineskins we currently have. Rigid wineskins burst. That's what they do. You feel like that pop bottle with the cap screwed on tight? Do you feel the rules and the regulations and the policies and the procedures and the constitutions and the guidelines and the diet plans and the weight plans and the lesson plans and the syllabus and all of... Do you feel if you hold on to those rigidly, the only result will be the spirit will explode them? And I'll just tell you, it's a lot less painful if you put a balloon on top. And some of us here are holding on so tightly to our schedules, our plans, our financial plans. And Jesus is saying, please let go of them before you burst. Please let go. Trust me. I'll take care of them. Some of us need to memorize a modified form of verse 27 and 28 of chapter 2. I say modified because unless the Sabbath is your wineskin, then you should change it. Something like, my schedule was made for me. I was not made for my schedule. And Jesus is Lord even of my schedule. My financial plans, my debt retirement plan was made for me. I was not created for that debt retirement plan. And Jesus is Lord even of my finances. My job description was written for me. I was not written for my job description. And Jesus is Lord even over my job. What we do in church was designed for us. We were not designed for it. And Jesus is Lord even over the routines and habits that we have in church. And the point is you and I need to identify whatever that thing might be that we've made an idol. That wineskin that we're holding on to too rigidly. Because at the end of the day, it's not really our schedule or our financial plans or our lesson plans. It's our control. We don't like how it feels when life spills everywhere. I got to hold this in. I can't trust that if it flexes, it won't burst. And so what we're holding on so tightly to is to try to control what feels uncontrollable. And some of us need to ask the Lord, Lord, release me from these things. Lord, let me be flexible. Help me to submit my schedule, my plans, the policies, the procedures, the guidelines, the best practices, the wisdom handed down from generations past, the holiday traditions, the yearly calendars, whatever it may be. We need to lay them at Jesus' feet and say, but you're Lord over all these things. And if you're one of those people who the, tight is screwed on, or the cap is screwed on pretty tightly, I encourage you to pick whatever area that is and memorize this passage. My schedule was made for me. I do not exist for my schedule. And Jesus is Lord 
even and especially over my schedule. No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, it bursts the skins and the wine runs everywhere and both the skin and the wine are ruined. No, people put new wine into new wineskins. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I praise you that you are Lord of all things. All authority in heaven and earth is yours. Every rule, every schedule, every procedure, every guideline, every constitution, every law is under your power and your control. And I thank you that your supreme motivation is love. God, thank you for creating these wineskins for us. Lord, it's hard to imagine how life would be if we had no structure. We thank you that you're a God of order and not a God of chaos. But Lord, I praise you that you have not bound us to legalistic structures. Lord, for some of us here, our lives are a mess. Would you please, by the power that is within you, speak the word and create structure for us. Lord, some of us are tightened down pretty tight. Have mercy on us, Lord. Release the pressure. Allow us to flex under your lordship. Lord, we thank you that in all these things, what we have is not a relationship with a set of rules, but with a person who loves us. May we live our lives in light of that. Amen.